2: Good afternoon, Oilers Nation. Thank you guys for tuning in to Oilers Nation after dark as we recap yet another loss out of regulation for the Edmonton Oilers today to the Colorado Avalanche, six to five. Uh, today on the show, of course, we've got our producer Aaron Bordado, and we'll also be joined by bagged Milk in a couple minutes here for the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. First, though, we do a recap. Of course, uh, I can already see the comment section on Facebook going crazy. Uh, Vend. This is a safe place. Let us know what you thought about today's game. You should be frustrated. Two straight games, blown three goal leads. It's bad. They can't find a way to close out games. And these points are slipping away in such a close race in the Pacific. And now you got to look behind you as the Minnesota wild start to get closer. The Edmonton Oilers need to find ways to close out games and the schedule's going to get tougher in the next couple of weeks here. So we'll talk about that on the show. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button on Facebook, do the same thing. And we'll get to all of your comments. I can already see the Darnell nurse hate coming in strong. And his contract has been brought up a couple of times. All right. That's what we'll do today. Okay, let's get to the recap, though. First things first, and uh, similar to the last time we saw these Oilers club in action, good start. Warren Fogle gets his eighth goal of the season. Um, Matthias Janmark found by Ryan McLeod in front of the net. Almost too much time. Plays with it. Loses control. But eventually finds Fogle for the tap-in. Warren Fogle to get a second goal of the season. A darn Nurse with some good work down low. Finds Fogle out front. And the Oilers have a 2-0 lead. And things were looking pretty good midway through the first period. As Leon Draisaitl would make it 3-0. His 33rd goal of the season on the power play. Some nice... No, sorry, not on the power play. Some nice movement, though, from Nugent Hyman to find dry settle in his power play spot. He buries it 33 on the season, 3-0 Oilers, and I'm sure some Oilers fans were confident, but a bunch of others were thinking, where have we seen this before? And uh, that's kind of where it started. JT Confer gets his 11th goal of the season. Valerie Nikushki gets his 10th goal of this season. And all of a sudden, we got a 3-2 game. The Oilers do a good job of of finding a way to get that two-goal lead back. Tyson Berry with his ninth goal of the season. That's how was going into the second intermission, a 4-2 Oilers lead, but only 26 seconds in, Nathan McKinnon gets number 19 on the year. The Oilers again find a way to, to restore the two-goal lead. Matthias Janmark with his fifth goal of the season uh, walks in, takes a big shot. Connor McDavid, the flyby in front, actually gets some air. Uh, and the Oilers had that two goal lead, but it wasn't enough as Logan O'Connor and Arturi Lekkonen would score to tie things up. Mikko Rantanen, number 36 on the season, the overtime winner with just uh, 22 seconds remaining in the overtime period. And the Oilers walk away with one point, the record now 30, 19 and eight as of late the seventh Oilers hockey club, finding ways to lose games. And now four games, times in this month they've lost and uh only found a way to get that one point it's been a struggle a little bit for the edmonton oilers Uh right now let's get to the good and bad the oily brought to you by cornerstone insurance Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta. You can also give them a follow on Twitter at cornerstoneins8 or Instagram cornerstoneyeg. For the good, the bad, the oily, we bring in Mr. Baked Milked. You look down, man. Are you okay?
1: No, Connor. I'm not okay. Like you said, off the jump of the show, two games in a row, the others have blown three goal leads. The, they're finding ways to lose. They're not finding ways to win. And it's so frustrating, especially on a game when you got some depth scoring, like you said, you got a couple from Fogle, you get the one from Barry, like they were set up to win. And when you score five, you should be able to win. So yeah, I'm upset, Connor
2: yeah i mean it's just it's kind of embarrassing to a certain extent you're up three goals two consecutive games you think the message would be hey guys we just saw this on friday let's not let it happen let's find a way to get that momentum going and they couldn't do it once again outplayed in the third period uh we'll get to the good because we have to on these segments the good the bad the oily cornerstone insurance and i like you said like i said the unusual suspects uh for this game, Warren Fogel getting on the score sheet. Also Tyson Berry and Matthias Janmark. Always good to see that depth scoring and something you want to see a little bit more of as we head down the stretch because it's going to become crucial against some of these opponents going forward. But yeah, nice to see the the lesser known guys, the lesser counted on, find ways to put the puck in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, when you have a game where four of your goals, actually, you know what? All five goals come at even strength. Four of them come from lower in the lineup again, that's a recipe where you should be talking about a win. You put up 40-plus shots against the Colorado Avalanche. You did everything you needed to do except defensively and in net, and it's, it's frustrating. So yeah, the good is without question the depth scoring. 2000%. The unusual suspect. You love to see it. Janmark, love it.
2: Fogo yeah. love it. Love seeing Janmark with that confidence. Like, oh, I'm going to go for it. And McDavid the flyby in front of the net. Like to see that too. uh, On Facebook, Basam says, usual suspects, Nurse Bouchard Campbell. Uh, Basam, you're not going to be alone in that one. Okay, let's get to the bad. And probably not a surprise. We actually had the bad selected early in the third period when... Colorado started to get back into it and the Oilers could have won this game and the bad still would have been not closing out games the way you should. When you go up three, nothing. I mean, you got to put the, the nail in the coffin. You got to find a way to play that fourth goal or f- score that fourth goal or play suffocating defense. The Oilers do neither. And just another one. It's, it's awful.
1: And it wasn't. Yes, a hundred percent. And also they just, the the comment section lighting up with this, So We'll just say it. They couldn't get the saves when they needed them either. You know, they're up by three. Colorado comes roaring back with two straight goals by Comfort and Nichushkin. they get the fourth, they're up by two goals going into the third period. So for the ugly for me is they just couldn't get the timely saves Connor, the timely ones that hurt us
2: hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I try to mark those down when it's a big save and a two one, you know, close game and, you know, for a couple of weeks now, or last couple of games, it's been tough to come across. So they need to get that timely save. Uh, I wonder if Stuart Skinner will get back out there on Tuesday. All right, let's get to the Oily. And for the Oily, 11 and six. And I, I mean, I think you have to point this one towards management, obviously doing all they can to stay below the salary cap. We know Dylan Holloway and Vinny Darnay were sent down to the Condors. You got uh, Devin Shore, who's basically living in the airport going back and forth. And then you have problems come up with Evander Kane from what Tom was of TSN 1260 reports was the ribs and clean costing unable to go 11 and six, two straight games. It it's just weird. It's it, it shouldn't be happening at this point of the season. I feel like the Oilers management has to get a grasp on this and, and not allow this to c- continue to go on and be an option for this team. Someone has to be ready to play.
1: Somebody has got to be ready to play. They got to be ready to go. And my oily pick for the day is how did the Oilers only get one power play? I feel like that's a little bit weird, given some of the stuff that was called for the Colorado Avalanche. Listen, I'm not blaming the refs for losing this game. That is not it, but I do find it questionable. No
2: uh yeah i mean i will say for sure i thought dry saddle mcdavid each had one that probably could have been called um i think you nailed it on twitter i saw your tweet about bouchard with a cross check there it's like stick plays cool but you hit a guy in the numbers near the boards and the refs are just going to let it go uh very unusual and yeah that, that was a little bit surprising um the team with as much challenges as the oilers have only getting one power play something's a little off there
1: well, yeah. And it's like at the end of the game, right? in this the, the end of the third period. Nugent Hopkins gets hauled down with the puck behind the net and there's just nothing. It just, again, I'm not blaming the refs for this loss. The others had plenty of problems in net and in defensive zone, but I just find it weird. That's all. Let me complain. Come on.
2: Hey, that's exactly what you should be on here doing, complaining. And but you're keeping yourself composed as well. You're not blaming the refs. Just, Pointing it out there, I'm uh, just going to scroll through Facebook here. Uh, it's it's a lot of negativity. Dryfeld, why what happened tonight? Uh, Campbell hitting five plus goals as the usual defensive core, not good enough. Um, Ryan says Oilers could dump Bouchard and Kulak and a few mediocre, mediocre meter, 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 meter defensemen, and things would be better. Oh. Okay, um, Mark says our forwards are as much to blame as the defenseman as far as the team defense goes. Watch how Colorado plays and learn something. Yep. I, I would agree with that, Mark. I'm 100%. I mean, if you're out there, even strength as a forward, you do have to play defense still. And that, that at times has been pretty bad. I feel like the Oilers get caught watching quite often in their own end
1: you're right 100% Connor like, we're still talking about the forwards have to come back and play defense all of the Avalanche's goals I don't know how they count no OT when it's around 3 but everything was at even strength today that mm-hmm. is a team defense thing and yes Campbell absolutely needs to make some saves 2000% there we're all in agreement but at the same point come back and play some defense you can't be flying the zone early you can't be off your checks you got to support your teammates a team like Colorado will take advantage if you fall apart with your details, and the Oilers did in their defensive zone. It was it was a rough outing, to say the least. The first period was solid, and then over the final forty, they just took their foot off the gas entirely.
2: Hundred percent, yeah. Like it just it, it's it blows my mind that you can do that in two consecutive games. When you go through it once, how is that not being talked about on the bench? Like guys, three goals. We blew this literally forty eight hours ago. Let's figure it out. Let's get things back on track here. And they just couldn't do it. Uh, Star asks where it was Kane. Uh, injury kind of broke about maybe 25 minutes before puck drop. Uh, Tom Gazzola of TSN reporting it's ribs. So we'll wait and see. I don't know if that maybe played into something going back to uh, the last game where he didn't get into the shootout or overtime. Maybe there was some, some pain creeping in a little bit there. Uh, Beg Milk, you almost moved locations there. You're back to the desk. Yeah. How I'm trying to it? come
1: up with some new, well, I got to clear out some photos in the back end, Connor. Unfortunately, uh, the software we use, Restream only allows me to upload a finite number of pictures to accurately display my emotions.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think we did the last time, like, where should big milk go? What should he get up to as we continue on here on Oilers Nation after dark? Uh, where will he end up? You never really know. Uh, Susan says once they have the lead, the effort drops. It's not good. Dave, they should never have sent down day RNA, unfortunately. And without making a trade, they had to do something. That's uh, that's on management, and I I agree. I love to see Vinny Darnay out there a little bit more. Off and over to YouTube, 116 people in the chat right now. Make sure you hit that like button. I mean, one positive that can come out of today, we get up to 100 likes. That would be awesome. So if you're on the YouTube chat, hit that like button. We do appreciate it. Uh, FIFA Las Vegas agree. Team defense is an issue. Yeah, I think you got to get everyone to buy into that one. Everett Oilers are an embarrassment Not for the last two games. I won't argue that. Also, Holland is a clown. Yeah. I mean, the last two games been tough. Big note. Do you think there's more pressure here on Ken Holland? Like, I know he's been around and he probably doesn't panic after a couple of games. But, you know, you're starting to see teams make these trades. Uh, the Rangers get Tyler Mott today. You see, obviously, the Maple Leafs go out there and get O'Reilly and Achari and the big name Tarasenko to the Rangers. Like, do you think there's got to be a little more urgency here from Ken Holland and trying to get out there and make something happen rather than wait?
1: Yeah, I do. I think that we're getting to a point where the Pacific division is so tight and sure. It's nice to collect these loser Batman points, but at the same time, they're not making up any ground anywhere. They're still in a yep. wild card spot. They need to catch the teams in front of them. And unfortunately, you get nights like last night where pretty much everything kind of went wrong for the Oilers in terms of st- in terms of watching the standing. So yeah, get out there and do something, Ken. It's time. Let's not wait here. Let's move. Where's Eric Carlson? Give him to me. I woke up this morning. He's still not an Oiler. I went out to the airport. He's not there. What's going on? Bring him to me. Give him to me. Let's go. And if it's not him, a little bit of help somewhere because this team is struggling right now. They're struggling to defend. and They're struggling to keep pucks out of their own net
2: yeah 100% and I mean we've talked about it here the forwards defensive play could be better a a third line center would be great Uh, Patrick Kane I'm sorry Jonathan Taves I don't know if you guys saw that he's not going to be moved he's got a lot of long-term COVID so he's going to be focusing on his health so he'll remain with the Blackhawks but could there be other names out there you would think so, and you talked about the, getting the loser points. So now the Oilers up to sixty-eight points on the season. Uh, Vegas has seventy-two. They're first in the Pacific. The Kings up to seventy-one, and the Seattle Kraken up to seventy. And I kind of mentioned it there: uh, the Minnesota Wild with a game in hand are only four points back of the Oilers in the wild card race. So, yeah, I mean, there <laughs> there's motivation to get things going in front of you, but you also have to watch what's coming up behind you because there are. Uh, there are teams starting to make moves and even the Calgary flames, like they're within striking distance. I know they're struggling, but they're only four points back as well. So the Edmonton Oilers, they got to start getting two points, one point, not going to be enough uh, over here on YouTube. Loomis, hello, Quady, rusty, rusty can't stick around today. He's got some families that to deal with sucks to lose. Don't get to gloom and doom without me. Let's go Oilers rusty. Uh, we always got to check in and get your thoughts because we need the optimism, uh, AJ says, Holland, make a move ASAP. It's pathetic. JHSP <laughs> says, convince me how Carlson would fix this. Beg Milk, how listen, do you think Carlson would fix this?
1: Listen, if we had got Carlson today, we'd score seven goals instead of five, and then we'd win. <laughs> Take that in your face. That's math.
2: Simple math. Simple math. The way I look at it with, with Derek Carlson is how many times have we seen the Oilers with... <laughs> Oh no. You're in scream now. Trouble. Boy, I'm, I'm in trouble. You're in Connor. trouble. Be careful. I think that guy's, you got, you got time, uh, well. but, but just go look at the, I don't know, Aaron, if you have it, Uh, the first goal scored where Cody CC kind of just banks it off the boards and out. And I don't really know what Connor McDavid's doing there either. It just goes through his legs and the uh, avalanche counter. And eventually it ends up, ends up on Nathan McKinnon's stick and he scores. I mean, if you have a guy like Eric Carlson here, I feel like we're getting a better play, which leads to his own exit and it's not a goal, you know, mm-hmm. like there there's just little plays like that. And you watch a sharks game. I, I watched them on Thursday. I believe it was. And, you know, he, he just makes some very simple, smart plays to get the puck out of his own end. And if he's got the puck in the offensive end, less likely to have goals against, I agree. I mean, he's, he's not going to be Victor Hedman, Oh, they're shutting guys down defensively, but there is something to be said that if he has the puck and he has possession and he's feeding it out to his guys, well, that's going to help you defensively. And maybe just maybe Darnell nurse minutes dial back. And he's not asked to do quite as much and he can focus defensively. Um, they they got to improve as a team five on five, four on four, even strength, whatever it is. But I mean, I, I feel like in my mind, I've just convinced myself that Eric Carlson would be awesome on this Oilers team but there's still going to be a lot of people and I can see it in the chat that say uh, he's not going to help us in our own end.
1: Yeah. But you know what, when you got a guy like that, you're going to think you're going to spend t- less time in your own end. At least I would think so. And I think that's a big part of what this team needs, because if they're not going to have any commitment to do scene over and over and over again, then why not just not be back there at all? You know, it just has me feeling like I'm, I'm in some kind of basement dungeon <laughs> zone. And I'm looking up at all these other teams making moves and smart cap choices. And here we are down in the pits of hell watching another three goal lead evaporate in the blink of an eye. It's very frustrating. And I'm upset. It's supposed to be a day off and it's Sunday and there's no football to watch either. Connor, what are we doing here?
2: I'm glad you have your bucket down there with you. So you're not an XFL guy then.
1: Well, who isn't right.
2: I'll always be a fan of he
1: hates me from the original iteration. Yeah.
2: Exactly, I loved it. I loved it. I'm, I mean, I was watching the the battle box. I don't know if they won or lost. Maybe someone in the chat can let me know. That's my team, but I didn't get a chance to watch them today because I was so f- focused on that damn Oilers team. Um, some people bringing up the face-off circle. Uh, you know, when you look at the stat sheet, the Oilers were outdoled fifty-three percent to forty-seven percent. But the timing—I mean, we've we've seen it a few yep. times where the Oilers get beat in the circle, and it just leads directly to goals. Uh, something you'd you'd love to see some improvement upon, but I don't, I don't know how quickly they're going to fix that one up unless you bring someone in who can take those crucial draws. I mean, I would not be opposed to that.
1: Yeah. You're hundred percent right. It's the timing of the draws that they're losing that are coming back to Haunt them and make that three games in a row. Now, Connor, I talk about face ups in the wrap up all the time. I am a big face-offs guy. I know some of the advanced analytics guys don't necessarily appreciate face-offs. They don't always lead to goals, but we're looking at an Oilers team that three games in a row, lost face-offs have led to goals, directly to goals. So they need to figure that out. And I do think there's moves out there for the trade deadline that could probably help. Like The Oilers have been tied to a guy like Sam Lafferty. You know what I mean? So he, he wins some draws in Chicago and he won't cost a whole lot, but that's by no means a solution. But still, we're talking about face-off losses. They need to figure something out. They need to get out there. They need to get Adam Oates in here with the skills uh, with his short sawed-off stick. Remember that thing?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him, and I mean, the impact that he had for the Oilers with uh Jarrett Stoll, Sean Horkov, Marty Reisner, I think, were like, yeah, that their face offs improved dramatically. Uh, someone on the old Facebook, or sorry, YouTube says, What's the flag say behind Connor, or like the flag says behind Connor? Hope will never die if we get EK. I should, oh, sorry, wrong way. I should add that on there, actually. Just little things if we get EK. Uh, mm-hmm. Graham says, Patty Kane and an elite shutdown D man not Carlson. So here's my question to everyone watching right now, especially the people that say Eric Carlson won't help you. Who are you getting? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Colton Pareko? I know that's a popular name out there right now with what the St. Louis Blues are doing, but give us a name. Like, don't just say a shutdown defenseman. Those are hard to come across. I think, and you know, if you have one, why are you giving it away? Because it is a rare commodity in the NHL. So you'd have to find a team that's rebuilding I don't know. Give give us some names. Who who would you like as a shutdown defenseman? Because then I I feel like then, yeah, then we can have that conversation. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I've just been brainwashed into Eric Carlson.
1: I've been brainwashed into Eric Carlson. I've also been brainwashed into just buying into the silly season in general, but no matter who your name is, as these are starting to come in into the comment section, no matter who your name is, you're going to have a hard time acquiring that player. Cause like you said, Connor, no one wants to give these defensemen up, whether it's Eric Carlson or whether it's Pareko, that's going to be an expensive trade. You're going to have to move out some assets because there's some term left on those deals and there's some money that needs to get sorted out. But you always need to do something on the back end. It's just not good enough. At least not in my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. um Someone did mention a guy, you know, who can win faceoffs and play third line center, Jonathan Taves. He's not playing, so Jonathan Taves is out of uh, trade conversations. We've got uh someone says we don't need Ryan O'Reilly. You're kidding, right? Well, he's in Toronto. I'm not too sure what that one meant. I'm throwing off uh, Adam pellick on the Islanders. I I wonder about the Islanders. That's from Waz. I mean, they did go in on Horvat. So Are they going to be sending guys out or are they going to try to make the playoffs here? I guess they got them signed long-term, so maybe they maybe they just eventually do become sellers. home, make it happen, fellas. Uh, we got uh, Maynard, Nugent, Spivey says, I hate to admit it, but I'm now on the chicken train after months of nixing the idea.
1: Doesn't seem like the others are <laughs> on that train anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought that was like a done deal to LA and then it just kind of fell apart. And now Jacob Jickren, we're just waiting to see him play
1: trade related reasons it's the new uh it's the new thing
2: Uh, balsam says have you seen pareco's stats this year he sucks and he still has seven years left on his contract that name didn't make much sense to me because he just signed and he's there for so long i kind of assumed he wanted to be there with the no trade clause but i guess uh, maybe if he wanted to get to a contender sooner than later come come home yeah great guy i met him once he shook my hand and i'm like crippled it like a strong dude um, um me too
1: actually i was i was doing a radio yeah. hit one time and i met him as i was walking into a studio and he's just a giant man his hand just wrapped around me like i was a little
2: baby which studio was it
1: i was going to chad i did i was doing reboken okay. show
2: Okay. I, I met him at our station. So I thought maybe like, maybe we cross paths one day. Um, but yeah, yeah, Reed's a good guy. I, I'll listen to Reed sometimes and I'm heading home. Uh, Goss Bear and Dumba Dumba. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Goss or Matthew Dumba? Well,
1: so with Gostas Bear, it's like, okay, I get it from the puck moving capabilities that he has, but he doesn't help this team keep the puck out of the net. He doesn't help them defend any better. You know what I mean? It's like going to to order Eric Carlson and then getting like the you know, the the one where the logo's off-center and slightly askew and the stitching
2: is slightly
1: off. Discounted prices, would you appreciate it? Yes, it's a Wish (laughs) version of Eric Carlson.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sparky says, we're going to end up with Gavrikov after all this hype. Oh, That that would be something. That would be something. Now, Lurker Lieutenant, here's a question. Who's our best two-way forward? Is it Nuge? it's gotta be nude, right? <laughs> so it's gotta be, I mean, on the consistency thing. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, dry saddle, I will say had a couple instances today with some nice back checking, but, yeah. uh, that's not consistent. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Nude or Hyman, maybe, yeah, uh, Neil like, says, you, I think, like, yeah, I mean, guys are going to, you know, go after it no matter what they, they don't really slow down. No one speed. Uh, Neil says, I think Strud's needs to come out of retirement. Uh, strutty pulled his hamstring jumping i think so he's i think he's done we we don't need him uh, 109 people in the youtube chat right now uh, make sure you go hit that like button i'm not too sure what the number is exactly but let's double it up and uh, go from there so big milk i i was writing down some stats here i was doing the math the oilers 21 and 12 when connor mcdavid scores uh, I didn't factor in overtime losses, things like that. Just twenty-one and twelve. Didn't really worry about the the loser point in that one. Um, but he's only got one goal in the month of February right now. Slow down a little bit. We kind of touched on it a couple shows ago. How you just love to see him shoot a little bit more. It was actually yeah. the game where he had eight shots. So it wasn't maybe the best point, but I I still feel like there's points in the game where you just want to see him let that shot go. Like he's the leading goal scorer in the league. He can do it now, but there still seems to be that pass first mentality in some instances with him.
1: Yeah. And it's just, we always knew that Connor was going to slow down a little bit, even a touch, but I, you're a hundred percent right. I, I would love to see him shoot. He's got such a great shot. He's got a sneaky release. It wasn't that he wasn't trying to put more pucks on net. It, at least in this game, he ended up with four shots on goal, according to the NHL site. But There are still moments where he starts to look past a little bit when he's second-guessing himself with only one goal in February. I think he's probably there, but it's only going to be a matter of time before he starts to figure it out. And once once the goals start going in, they're going to come in and droves some more. But yes, shoot the puck more, Connor. You're the best one on the ice, man. Be selfish. It's okay. (laughs) We'll all forgive you. We'll all forgive you.
2: Yeah, yeah. When you miss a net, you take 30 shots a game. It's all good. Don't worry about yep. that shooting percentage. Just let them rip, score a couple, uh, go from there. Uh, producer how Aaron. Some, who, how about some stats ahead. for
1: you, Connor? I was putting some together for you while you were chatting there about Connor McDavid. Oh, the nice. now have lost four in a row. Right? Yeah. Over those four games, they have allowed 22 goals against. That is... It doesn't get much worse than that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?
0: Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: Well, it could be 23, and that would be pretty bad. But no, you're... Six,
1: five, five, and six just filling their own net right now. And it's just, I don't understand how they went from being so dialed in defensively. And I get it. The teams that they were beating during their, like their hot run weren't always the best, but they were more dialed in defensively. They were more dialed into playing team defense. And right now they are not six goals, five goals, five goals, six goals, just a brutal losing streak. They're getting stomped. And it's not like they're not scoring either because they're also scoring and losing an O tier in the shootout. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. I mean, you can go back to that, uh, that streak you talked about when they were playing lesser quality, but they beat Tampa five, three. I mean, they beat Vegas four, three. We were really seeing them lock it down in the fourth period or sorry, the third period against those teams. And then now we're just seeing the exact opposite where they just lay down and let teams get back into it. I don't know exactly what has changed, but yeah, it's certainly been bad and just, That's an interesting number you bring up because I'm just scrolling through here. Yeah. Five goals, five goals, six goals, five goals, six goals today. Yeah, definitely not good enough for the Oilers. Uh, I was going to say, though, uh, Aaron, our producer, he gets all these highlights. We haven't really used any yet. Is there any goals that you want to go back and take a look at? I mean, that first goal, I kind of chuckled because... Like, I feel like Matias Yanmark had too much time in front of the net. He, he gets the puck and he's just kind of, you know, fanning on it messing around. And then, you know, kind of a heads up play to just dish it over to Fogel for the finish. But yeah, I mean, an, an interesting one. I, I had to kind of laugh at that one. That was a different time, though. I was more optimistic and positive when that happened.
1: Ah, uh, remember the three goal lead, Connor? Those were good <laughs> times. Great days. <laughs> I remember sitting there. If you're a fan of Frank's picks, my dog picked the avalanche to win today. And when the Oilers were up by three, I looked at him. I'm like, "You, what do you know, dog? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. And then as once again, he laughs at me. Yeah. Fogel. It was interesting to see Fogel, right? Cause he had those two goal, those two penalties in a span of only seven seconds. Then he came back and got a big goal. The leading goal, the opening goal at fifteen oh eight of the first period. And then he came back only just over a minute into the second with his second of the night. Fogel just all of a sudden, he just turned himself into a hell of a player there for a second. He just need those quick penalties. To get himself going, play a little guilty.
2: That's it. That's exactly it. I was thinking like, what's he going to do to score more goals or have more penalties? Uh He kind of peaked after the first period with both, but yeah, I mean, Hey, if you're going to take the penalties, you're going to get the the revenge there. And uh, now we've got the second goal here that he scores. Uh Darnell there's down low, finds him out in front. He was feeling it. I, we had him on hat-trick watch for a little bit and, uh, Kind of dropped off after that, though.
1: Nice little pass by Darnell Nurse, too. He did a little shimmy and shake along the boards there to find Fogel charging towards the net. It was a nice play. Again, it was a more positive time when Fogle got a second one, but it was a nice play nevertheless.
2: <laughs> uh, Cleet on Facebook. The fourth period, what's that? Cleet... I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's been a tough day for me, I guess. And uh yeah, I got the coffee here going, so I'll try not to refer to anything as the fourth period. But yeah, they had been in the past good at shutting things down in the third period. Uh Kyle the embalmer says, Can we put Holloway on L T I R? Um mm-hmm. You could, but he would need an injury that like a doctor would have to sign off on. So I, heard is,
1: uh, I think he hurt his shoulder in Bakersfield last night.
2: He did go, didn't he? Yeah, he left the game. Good point. So, I mean, I, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Uh, why are the oil riding Campbell? I was a little bit surprised by that. Did you? Think, I, was too. Uh, I thought Skinner would get the, the call today.
1: I was too. I wrote the GB today at others nation. And obviously when it was a matinee, you don't really know a bunch for the lineup details until right before the game starts, but I had Skinner in there. I just thought that it was not that Campbell played horribly against New York, but I just thought based on the current rotation where they're both at, I thought they were going to go back to Skinner for sure. So yes, I was surprised. Um, But then as the first period wore on Connor and then Campbell was great in the first period, he stopped 16 shots. He kept the Oilers in the mix. They eventually took a one goal lead into the intermission. I was like, all right, soup's in. And then we got the gazpacho over the last 40 minutes and just everything (laughs) fell apart. It all went to shit.
2: Yeah. I mean, faced 42 shots in this one, uh, 36 saves Untimely bad goals, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Kind of weird ones at times, obviously. And, you know, that wraparound where he has it pinned against the post. At first, I thought he has that covered. And, you know, then you go back and see it kind of takes his foot off. So, yeah, tough ones there for, for Jack Campbell. I think probably safe to assume that Stuart Skinner gets the nod on Tuesday when the Flyers are in town. But, we shall see uh this one's kind of tough too i mean the Oilers about to go on that road trip the road trip basically starts today i mean you you fly into colorado you fly out you get home it's one game and you're back on the road the next day so it's it's not like you're having an extended time at home here it's a pretty quick one game and then out again i mean this this next stretch of games is going to be really important for the edmonton oilers huge Uh, big test coming up here good teams uh, the Jets at the end of the road trip, the Bruins, the Leafs, like it, it's it's gut check time. This is the part, you know, when the competitiveness is going to go up and we're going to have to see how they, they bounce back because, you know, I thought, you know, playing good teams, that's kind of where the Oilers at times this year have shown us that they can play with the big boys. And they started off today, but then again, just letting it fall away. The Rangers, same sort of thing. Uh, a team that is 33 or had 31 wins, I believe, when they met and the Oilers start off good and then they just fall apart and uh, lead to the questions that the Oilers fan base has Uh, with this team on Facebook. Elijah says at least the depth scoring was good today. Yeah, we touched on that one. That is good to see Uh, the, the number I brought out there. The Oilers win a lot more games when Connor McDavid score. So we hope to see him get a few more here. Um, Any other, uh, any other goals you want to look at bag milk? I know, I know Aaron's got them all ready to go here.
1: You know what? I, uh, I'd like to look at if Aaron, if you don't mind, if you could bring up Arturi Lackanen's, that was the tying goal in the third period, because it just, again, it's another one of those ones where face-offs are so important. We're talking about the Oilers were 47% overall in the game, which isn't horrible, right? It's almost a coin flip, but, in key moments, they got to bear down and find a way to win draws. You can see it just gets snapped back clean. It goes to the point and then they get some traffic in front of Campbell and it's in the back of the net and you win that draw. And we're not talking about a tying goal in the dining minutes of the period. It's just, these are the small details of the Oilers game that is just not working for them right now. And it showed four, four just over four minutes left. They get the tying goal.
2: 100%, like simple hockey right there too, right? Go to the net. Let's get the puck back and work it through. Um, I know there was a little bit of criticism for Darnell Nurse, uh, maybe not eliminating him in front of the net, getting uh, something on his stick, but just a simple, plain hockey. And it it starts off, like you said, so simply with uh, a face-off win. Jaden on Facebook, how can we get rid of Nurse's contract? (laughs) Jaden, you can't. You cannot. The contract is here. You got to live with it.
1: Doesn't it remind you, Connor, a little bit of, uh, I was thinking this, I was laughing to myself in my own, in my house the other day, thinking about how nurse's contract is the new Horkoff contract.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: just one of those ones that you would run to sign it yourself if given the opportunity and we're going to complain about it until the very day it ends. It just reminds me of the Horkoff contract from all those years ago. <laughs>
2: Yeah. The, the Horkoff one, I, I never really understood. And I I just don't know if I was grasping it properly, but I always thought like, what did his contract prevent this team from doing the Darnell nurse <laughs> one? I'm like, okay, I get it. Like it, it, the team is right up against the cap. They got to sign guys going forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you give guys the, the one and two year deals, the bridge contract eventually. And then the market starts to set itself guys like uh, Seth Jones, get those big deals. And unfortunately that's how it worked out. But yeah, he's, uh, I, you're not going to trade him away. He's got the no movements. So just got to embrace it and hope the team and he plays better going forward. I guess there's not too much optimistic people when it comes to that one. Uh, we can oh. all go
1: buy jerseys or something. I hope the cap goes up. It's all we can do, people. Yeah,
2: that, <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Sign up for uh, NHL Network or Game Pass, whatever they have going on there. Uh, Keto says the goddamn flu is killing our roster. Uh, it's definitely not helping the roster, but you know those things are certainly going to go through. Um, guys mentioning uh, Maynard here uh, that Skinner has the bug. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm trying to be optimistic here, and hopefully it you know goes through him quick, and by Tuesday he's good to go. Maybe today wasn't feeling up to it. Obviously, flying when you're sick not ideal.
1: No, not great. And that's uh, two games in a row for at least clean cost anywhere where he's out with an illness. And the thing when these kind of, you know, the flu or whatever it is pops up. You just, you hope it doesn't rip through the team because this is the worst timing possible for something like this. They can't lose games and they can't lose bodies.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Susan says, Nope, not paying for that subscription. Uh, you're not alone. Susan and Sheldon says, we need day back. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of day. just, you know, even if he's only going to play 10 to 12 minutes, I like the tone that he sets out there, the physicality that he brings. You know, it's never going to be easy playing against him. And he seems to find ways to get the puck to the net, which I think is an underrated skill set that he has. And yeah, like I said, even if he's only playing 10, 12 minutes, I think you'll like to have that guy in your lineup.
1: Yeah, I miss Vinny too. He just plays a quiet, steady, Brand of hockey that is just it's nice to see he's physical. He's got the wingspan of a pterodactyl, his arms reach from basically <laughs> board to board. And he plays simple hockey. Um, I imagine once these cap issues kind of get sorted out by the time the trade deadline comes and goes, that he'll be back up with the club, but I miss him for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm sure Kent Holland knows that. And I, I, I hope there's a little bit of a pressure, a little fire on his feet to make a move to get this roster settled because I think at some point you just got to have the guys there that you want to be here down the run and down the stretch run and, you know, quit making moves and sending guys all around Uh, statistically now for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, no surprise, Connor McDavid, Top of the leaderboard uh, in 57 games played this year, 42 goals, 60 assists, up to 102 points. Uh, Leon Drysaddle with the goal today. And that was 33. He's up to 82 points. Ryan Nugent Hopkins sitting 11th in league scoring. How about that? 57 games, 27 goals, 42 helpers for 69 points. And Zach Hyman at 67 points, 14th in the league, tied with Sidney Crosby. Who would have thought that Zach Hyman, And Sidney Crosby would be tied for points at the middle of February. Not me.
1: No, not me either. Zach Hyman has been everything we've expected him to be. And then some, I just, I love the player. I love the way he plays. I love his engine. I love his drive. I love the way that he never gives up on any pucks ever. I wish we had 12 more of them to be
2: honest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's the type of, you know, drive you need. If you can have a few, few of those guys in the room, uh, especially playing crucial roles like Zach Hyman, obviously going to go a long way. Uh, McDavid on 799 career points. Yeah, I think Leon Drysaddle is right by, right around 700. He's close, and Nugent Hopkins is right around 600. So a lot of guys approaching career markers. Mad Bull. I don't know if this is a troll. Overrated McDavid isn't a man. Need a man to lead the team. Mad Bull. who do we, uh, who, who, who's going to lead this team? Who's the man they need? Is it Duncan Keith or Mike Smith? Is that, is that what you're insinuating? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I still think, you know what? Mike Smith's under contract. Let's get him to yell at the boys. That's what he does now. He just comes in and he yells at everyone in the dressing room
2: comes in and, uh, stops. Uh, yeah, it just kind of looks like the undertaker and stands there and like glares at guys. I think that could be what they're missing. Uh, Connor, can you stop showing the AVS highlights? We didn't show any well. I mean, we, we did it. We did run it on loop, but it was to break it down. It was to prove your point, bag milk, that face offs are key. If you're going to lose a face off in your own end, it can bite you in the butt. And it certainly did. Uh, how about Bell on Facebook? Nurse and Bouchard are useless. Man, Evan Bouchard has been coming a guy who you know. I think Darnell there's all year long. We've had people come after him, Evan Bouchard. And I will say his play has been very inconsistent. But Bouchard becoming a, a bit of a whipping boy here in town, and maybe just on Facebook and YouTube.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And I understand the frustration to an extent. um, But we must also remember that this is only the second full year in the NHL, right? Like, this is still a young guy. I know he looks like he's a 46 year old dad of three that wears, uh, you know, grass stained shoes. (laughs) But he's not right. We're talking about a kid who's still in his second year in the NHL. So it's not always a straight line when it comes to development. And unfortunately for all of us as Oilers fans, we're getting a real taste of that up and down ebb and flow. um, That is being a young defenseman in the National Hockey
2: League. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I mean, it's it's going to continue, and you know, you hope for those games like he had against the Rangers back in November, where he scores a couple of goals and things look good. But there's going to be ups and downs. It's unfortunate, but the reality is, it's probably going to continue for the remainder of this season and maybe even further, unless hypothetically he, he were to be moved to San Jose for Eric Carlson. Uh, maybe at that <laughs> point it could happen. Now, Salvatore, they should buy out Nurse next year.
1: Have you looked at that uh, bio to the mathy? No goody. I'll just put it that way. That's the What's scientific the best website saying
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best website for a bio? Is it? I use it's cat friendly. Cat, cat friendly has got all this
1: stuff dialed in They they've got all that. They've got all that stuff dialed in, but uh, I'll just, I'll give you the long and short of it, Connor S no bueno. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're speaking my language here. I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, that, that would be just ridiculous to do to even consider doing
1: well. And, and I honestly think as what fans like. I get it because Darnell nurse is the highest paid defenseman and whether or not you believe he earned that. I do not.
2: Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a moot point.
1: Cause like you said, he's not going anywhere.
2: So you would lose Darnell nurse. Mm-hmm. It would save you little money going forward here. And then all <laughs> of a sudden for a cap it for one, two, three, four years, it's, just under $10 million oh, perfect. and then until 2020 20, or 2036, 2037 $1.8 million.
1: Oh, how could you not do it? It's just, it makes total sense, everybody.
2: And then you don't have Darnell Nurse and then who's playing those minutes. I yeah, mean, then you
1: need to go find somebody else to fill in the minutes left by Darnell Nurse. So this is just, it all makes sense. Perfect.
2: Well, you're still paying him almost $10 million for cap yep. hit purposes. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And you have to factor that in like this team, I don't want it to happen, but if Darnell nurse were to go down for a little bit, I think a lot of Oilers fans would realize this team's in worse shape without him than they are with him. Like that's, that's just how it is. He's asked to do a lot here. And that's why I kind of think that Eric Carlson, another reason, you know, a benefit it could have is having Darnell nurse out there a little bit less. He's not as counted on as heavily. And you know, he, he could maybe focus on certain things, but yeah, um, as Maynard Snugent Spivey says, bridging nurse came back to bite them for sure. And I uh, totally agree with that one. Uh, Mad Bull does not agree. Does not agree with that one. He says, blow it up. He didn't turn it. So, well. Oh, well. Uh, bag milk. Looking forward here to Philadelphia. Uh, the Flyers. I mean, I, I feel like we look at that one and say probably a winnable game. But it's at home where we've seen this team struggle, yep. and uh, I mean, I don't know. I've, it's hard to say for sure. There's no winnable game. There's no locks with the 17 Oilers team where they're just far too inconsistent night in, night out. You don't know what their performance is going to look like. And when I speak of instant inconsistencies, that's in game two. They can be great, and then they can just collapse. Uh, what are you? What are you looking to see against this Flyers team?
1: Well, I'm looking for the Oilers to pay them back on home ice, just as the Flyers did in Philly, you know, just under two weeks ago. The Oilers, again, that was a game where they didn't necessarily play poorly per se, but Carter Hart did what Carter Hart does. And he was very, very good in net for Philly. So what I'm expecting is that he'll do that again. He's going to be back home in front of his hometown crowd. We're probably going to hear stories on the broadcast how Carter Hart has 50 people in the stands or something like that. And the Oilers need to find a way to beat them early. They need to find a way to get on the board first. Because in that game, if you remember, Kevin Hayes opened the scoring about the midway point of the first period. And then things didn't really go all that well from there. Kane did score to even things up. But then it was another one that went to the shootout. And as we've seen all year, the Oilers can't get anything done in the shootout. So I guess what I'm expecting is for the Oilers to start the game well, like they did today, but then carry it for 60 minutes. This is a team you got to win. Philly's out of it. They've already apologized to their season ticket holders for being terrible. That's where they're at. So the Oilers need to find a way to get two points out of this hockey game. Has to be, has to be,
2: has to be. Yeah. I mean, then that last game when these two teams met, the goaltending was fantastic. Carter Hart made 34 saves. Stuart Skinner 35. Uh, obviously it goes to a shootout like you detailed, and the Oilers don't have much access there. That's where Connor McDavid didn't even get a shot. Kind of just bobbled it and uh People got mad at Leon Drysaddle for his attempt as well. I uh, remember that one quite fondly as we thought the orders might turn it around and go on a bit of a run on that road trip. And it just hasn't gone as planned up. Uh, should mention just speaking of road trips uh, coming up here i don't know I, I heard it was down to two spots available for the nation vacation heading out to toronto march 10th to 12th powered by ama travel uh i always have to ask my guests like what's the what's the rumors what's the scuttlebutt around the office is there any availability availability left on this trip
1: you nailed it we have two, two two spaces left on this trip so if you want to come
2: Aaron, or, uh did did we lose Big Milk? Oh. Am I here? You, I, I got gotcha. you. I don't know if I'm the one that disappears or read someone else, so I just kind of freeze, but I think I lost you for a minute.
1: All you need to know is that this trip to Toronto, you want to come on it. We're going bougie. We're watching the game in the suite. It's a hockey night in Canada game. We've got two spots left. Fill them. But if you are in Toronto and you want to come watch the game in the suite for us, you can email Nation Dan, dan at We're going to have some extra tickets for in the suite. So if you're in the area, if you're in the GTA and you want to come be there, come on, join us. It's
2: going to be awesome. Hockey night in Canada. Let's cross it off the bucket list. NationGear.ca. you can go get more info there uh royal york hotel so classy and then i hear the nightlife in toronto is quite fun and the nation crew knows how to have a good time so uh yeah you know you definitely want to go and do that one and uh we shall see uh we were joking uh before we hopped on here you know if you were an oilers fan and you were maybe a pessimistic oilers fan and you wanted to make some money when the Oilers were up three nothing. You could have put some money down on the Avs to come back and win money line, and then you would have been quite happy. And you could have done that at Betway. So uh, if you want to make some money, we recommend Betway. Take their money. Be responsible. Be nineteen plus as well. Uh, let's look ahead to the game against Philly. Can if you had ten bucks to put on Betway and you were making a bet, what are you doing, Bag Milk? Well,
1: I actually, you know what, Connor, I didn't know that. McDavid only had one goal in the month of May or uh, May. Come on. I'm getting ahead of myself in the month of February. I didn't know that. Like I knew he hadn't scored as much as he had been, but one goal, I didn't know that. So if I got 10 bucks and I'm going in against Philly at home, big game, have to win it. McDavid, anytime goal, I'm hitting it. I'm hammering it.
2: You know why you are probably not going to be alone in that one because I he's due. He's got to score one. And yeah, that, the number kind of threw me off. It's, We've seen him score so many goals still in the league, but not finding a way for me. If I got 10 bucks, I'm going to bet way. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. I, and I know last time these two teams met, it was a goaltenders duo, but right now the oiler is a little leaky and uh, I think they're due for an offensive outburst as well. We're starting to see that depth scoring. You've got McDavid scoring a goal. So lock it in. I'll take the over. I don't know what it's set at right now. Maybe six and a half take the over. I, I think we're going to see some points on Tuesday night uh, when the Oilers take on the Philadelphia Flyers, Uh big milk. Thanks so much for doing this today. Do you, do you have a score prediction in that one? We got
1: a four, two win. Lock it in. Connor. You're just going to a Couple of shekels on a four-two win. I guarantee it'll be four, juicy. Two
2: win. I'm locking it in. Okay. Uh, I already said the over. So yeah, I'm gonna say five-two. Five-two. McDavid scores. Oilers win. It hits the over, and then they embark on a road trip and feel very positive about themselves. So we'll have Love to wait to see. and see. Have to see if this roster stays the same. If anything changes by Tuesday, obviously clean cost and someone to watch out for Evander Kane. And he's got the upper body injury. The reason he missed today's action. So hopefully both. Those Guys can get back out there if not, maybe Devin Shore has got a goal in him as well. We will see uh, quickly again. Thank you to our sponsors, Cornerstone Insurance. Check it out, cornerstoneins.ca/slash nation. Get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code NATION AMA Travel. If you want to go on the nation vacation out to Toronto, two spots left could be a very good time. Will be a very good time, I should say. That's been guaranteed. An experience powered by AMA Travel. And of course, uh, Betway, if you want to have some fun, win a little bit of money, do so responsibly. And 19 plus. uh, Aaron, I don't think you want to hop on here. I think he you said your dog was barking a little bit, but thank you for everything you do behind the scenes. beg Milk, thank you for joining me. And uh, on behalf of everyone at Oilers Nation and Oilers Nation After Dark, thank you for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Facebook, do the same thing. And we'll talk to you guys after the Oilers hopefully pick up a victory on Tuesday night.
1: Later, Connor.